So settle in on the inside. And just take a few deep breaths to relax the body. And drop down and drop in. So that deeper part of you, we're going to present a question to it and let's see if it comes up with something or not. So settle right in. You know that inner stillness because it might have a feeling of completeness, wholeness, feeling natural. The sense that it, there's contentment regardless of what's going on outside. The sense that there is enough. That everything is okay. All is well. Just rest there. All is well. So here is a question that the personality self is going to ask the deeper part of you. And let's see. The question is, show me what attachments are ready for releasing now. Show me what attachments are ready for releasing now. So that deeper inner knowing has a larger view than what the personality self has. It's not attached to anything. So already the letting go has happened there because it never stuck in the first place. If there's an issue or resistance, it's only at the personality level. deeper you has no attachments, the personality level can do it too. 
as source, you as the absolute. personality in the external world. Change might come. Old patterns might cease. You as the absolute is totally fine with that. There's more freedom of expression to the outside world. personality will pick up a mind loop of resistance or not. If it's picking up resistance, let you as source wash away that resistance, trusting that the higher wisdom within you knows freedom. It does know freedom. 
mind can never know freedom. Its highest calling is to serve you as the absolute. You as the complete and full source. play out in the character's life, in the personality's life. And let this be okay. See it from the non-dual perspective. See it from that point of perception that knows everything is okay. All is well and cannot be otherwise. You can access that sense of completeness and satisfaction by dropping in, or it can be given free reign to manifest through the personality. personality has no agenda but to serve that which is your highest wisdom, your divine essence. Let's bring your attention back to the room. You can, you can stay in the place where it's enough, but engage enough attention in order to participate. That will become the norm, where your perception is looking from a place much deeper than the personality. And the personality is simply an expression. And your attention is at rest, at home. Merged with the absolute.
Did anybody see something that they were surprised about? No, no story popped up in the wilderness <laughs> of mind. So if you knew what, what attachment was ready to be broken, what's the resistance about? And can that just be seen through now? Can you see the futility of it? Anybody needs to talk about this or some aspect of this? All right, Connie. So, what really helped me was uh, wanting to serve. There's so um, such contrast going on. It's like I know there's enough, but still all night I was like a ping pong ball to the thinking mind and Scott. And then, you know, it's like, what attachments are ready? Like, he didn't even come up. Like, it was like in cement. Like, no, I'm not letting go of that. And, uh, you know, finally when he said, you know, to be of service, and I could get some space around it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, so is it true to say that sometimes the person, sometimes the personality, the character is is serving this gut addiction, if I can call it an addiction, because that's kind of what it feels like right now. The personality is serving it. Yeah, like the character, <clears throat> the, the Connie person. Yeah, I was engaged in it. Mm. Yeah. So where is the service then, you know? The service to what you are. What happens that when engagement is going on to the Scots direct? I don't know. I just, I just know when you said to be of service, that that's the only thing that felt like it loosened. <coughs> the it resistance. Uh-huh. Right. the only way in okay to loosen the resistance okay so tell me more about service yeah that's why I'm here that's my higher purpose so I'm trying to push it a bit deeper so when when there is service what happens? I guess, uh, I, guess, um, I don't know. Like these seem to be two separate things. I haven't put them together. Yeah. All right. That's it. Okay. <clears throat> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. 
just, I just want to understand and I don't, you know, I would pray before I would be with him and I would pray for guidance and the highest good. And I just... <laughs> I don't understand. It feels like addiction at play. It's just... Well, my therapist thinks it's looking for my father's love. Something that has little deeper psychological issues going on. Regardless, I'm in the middle of it. Find out what's the linkage between the willingness to serve and the pull to serve, and then the flip side of that being the, the, Scott, the Scott loop. Because there is a linkage that you found yourself, because the concrete started to loosen once the idea of service, that the character was serving that which you are. Mm-hmm. So it started to loosen. So there is a connection. You've already found it. Get some more understanding on what that is. You've got to find that for yourself, and you can. You're already onto it. They just seem really separate to me, you know. Mm. It just seems like black and white, like I'm either in, you know, service or I'm in the thinking mind. And uh, it just feels like I'm, you know, one or the other place. So you're saying that the being of service can can influence the sphere of thinking mind? Yes, and how does the thinking mind story sabotage the service? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a dance going on there where one is being chosen over the other. Somewhere it's being chosen over the other. What's the fundamental belief that makes it more of a compulsion to go towards the thinking mind rather than to move towards that which flows through you, which is the pull to service? The pull to service gets into the back seat there. I want to dance with this for a while. Can you make him love you? Or want you? No. Do you want to? No. Okay. So what do you want from him? I want him to change his mind. 
from? From not choosing me or choosing me. But you don't want him to love you. Yeah, I do. He does love me. Just as little things. Fear. Yes, it's fucked up. I mean, he's so not right for me. I have 20 uh, reasons where we're incompatible. Yes, but the challenge to, to make him choose you. This is competition. Competition. You've just got a game going on. It's competition. You want to win that one? That. Yeah. And if you got him, it would be the next thing. He actually wouldn't do it for you if you got him, you know. He wouldn't yeah. do it. You'd be saying, this is just dysfunctional, you know. Yeah. Now that I got him, I don't want him. Yeah. You know, so it's actually just the challenge of him turning the other way. I see that. So how do I get out of that? I see that as part of it. Okay. So somehow the competitive, the buzz of competing with yourself, with your own mind. It's your own loop, you know. Can I win this one? Can I win this one? How can I... I'm not losing this one. I'm just not losing it. I'm going to keep going and finding a way to win this one, right? So competition is more fun or potent or compulsive than service. Where's the competition in service? Doesn't, there's none. There's none. What's the buzz you get out of that competitive thing within you? It just feels like a temper tantrum. I want him. This feels like a child. Yeah. And it might very much overlap with what your therapist is saying, because it's quite likely that you competed with somebody else for your dad's mm-hmm. love. That my sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. You know, you can. Right. It's all the one map. Right. Just coming out from a different angle. If your dad didn't have the capacity to love you all as much as he needed, you know. What can we do about that, huh? Nothing. Nothing. It's how it was. It's how it played. So it would be helpful if I could see this as me, because I see, like, the thinking mind is like, you know, when you said Mara, like something outside of me. Yes. And I think it would be easier if I could see it as myself. Okay. Okay, so that the thinking mind is another part, another part of you? Yeah. Is it okay that it's another part of you? Because yeah. it's not all of you. I mean, right, it's not it's what you part, are. But it's a part of me. All right. Okay. Is it a part of me? Yes, because pure consciousness makes that too. Mm-hmm. It's just that it makes right. it makes suffering happen. That's the blip. But yes, it's still pure consciousness, sure. All right. 
So we bring it in. We do the opposite of what the observer does in my <laughs> spiritual practices. All right, let's try it. So we bring it in. Okay. So can you love your competitive nature? Can you embrace your competitive nature? Can you see where it's useful and places where it's not useful, where it's appropriate to use that aspect of your personality and where it's not appropriate? So it's about learning how to channel that someplace, you know? And our competitive nature works very well. Like if we are somebody who has an intrinsic competitive nature, that's fine. But channel it into something healthy, as in setting goals for yourself, achievable goals. That's competitive nature working well. So when the Scott loop comes up, see if you can track down, peel it right back to that root of the story. Down to like, here's, here's, here's what I want to win. Here's my prize. I'm just competing. It's my own drive to compete. All right. What else could I compete about instead? Because it might be a case of just swapping it out for something gentler. Because you seem to need to, to hold that part, a competitive nature within. That's fine. If, if that pattern itself is too intrinsic to your character and it can't fall away, that's fine. We just channel it into a healthier place. Making sense? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See what you can do with that. You know, and just one one thing will do. You don't need six areas for the competitiveness. It's like, no, no, just just one. It's just like, nope, I'm putting it over there. These are my goals. That's where I compete against myself. Let's see how I do. Redirect your focus. Okay. Okay. Dan, I'm looking at you. (laughs) The chair is a little loose there. Yeah, living on the edge here. Thank you for spotting. Hi. Hello. Well, I gave a lot of thought, I guess, about what we talked about yesterday and meditated on it <clears throat> and I really didn't come up with I don't know like I'm blocked or something but there's only one thing that's like really the obvious and what I figured out was um, I think at an early age my mind has programmed me to work hard play hard study hard and at the end of the day I get to do whatever I want that would be like drink and I don't really do a lot of other things, smoke, all that's kind of uh, gone away naturally, but I'm still like programmed to 
at the end of the day, have a couple beers or have a couple glasses of wine, which I go back and forth saying it's not that big of a deal. And then deep inside me, it is a big deal because I, I can't like not do that. And that's the only thing I can really think of, you know, like I'm like trying to let everything else go and, 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 and that's really it. And I'm trying to maybe in my mind say, well, it's not that big of a deal. I'm not going out or I'm not overdoing it, I guess. And, but it, it's, it's every day. It's probably been every day since I was 14 years old. Once I ran track and after track, we'd all go out and have a couple beers because you catch a buzz real easy off a couple of beers. But I'm 50 years old now. I, uh, I work in the restaurant business <laughs> and I work with kids and, um, I still have a tendency probably to do that, even when I'm not working or when I am working. And that's really like the only thing I can like think of. But I don't know if that's like such a monumental thing that I like don't love myself or my I do beat myself up over it now like every day saying, Hey, why don't you just not have anything and have some hot tea and go to bed and watch T V and be a normal person. But I don't know. That's that's the only thing I can really come up with. Is you know, if it's that big of a deal that I'm not able to open up or be like my true self, I need to have the courage to to listen to that and say, no, you know, you don't, you did work hard, you did play hard, but you can wake up and feel alive in the morning and not suck into your whatever temptation or your craving. I think my mind is just programming it to be like that. I never overdid it. I've never been to AA. I've always balanced everything, work and, and what I do outside of work or studying um, college or whatever and what I do outside of the classroom. It's been one hell of a ride for probably about 35 years, I'll be honest with you. But it's been like that. I've, I've literally caught a buzz every night for 35 years. And I, I don't know. I don't know if that's like really what's holding me back, but that's really the the only thing I could really come up with. That's been, you know, I've been going back and forth with it a lot this past year or whatever, especially. All right. Great. <laughs> but really, no, just kidding. <laughs> okay. The middle of the road suits your system much better. The work hard, the play hard, the two extremes, yeah, it, they're there to balance each other. Mm-hmm. But to pull back the play hard without addressing the work hard ain't going to work because then it just feels like you're contracted. It's not yeah. actually going to work like that for you. It, it's not a problem that, that you drink every night. It's a problem that you work hard and you have to balance it. You mm-hmm. work hard and you balance it. The middle ground is much better for you. Well, then there was... What was self-author? Yeah, self-authority. Like yeah. Being, yeah. And I guess worrying or, or what other people may think how I live my life. Well, there's something right there in front of me that I can also make that change that I've been contemplating for a long time. Yeah. I don't have to go work with 20 and 30-year-olds. I don't have to, to be there anymore. Ah. And I'm going to take some judgment from family I guess and I guess the one thing is I don't really know it's my business I mean I can kind of take myself out of it and I should but I don't have anything to do outside of that other than maybe I don't know other than maybe growing food doing a garden or something like that but I don't like 
financially, I don't have to be there anymore, and I just don't have to be there. And that's part of the, the fun, I guess. Uh, it, that's Okay. And that may, because my work is like performance-based, and it's really for a younger man's game, younger kid's game, because it's hard, and, and I don't know, I don't have anything to prove anymore, but I still do it a few nights a week where I work and with the kids, and it is hard. Yeah. Your next task, uh-huh. design a lifestyle that nurtures you. What, what would a day look like that would be soft and wholesome mm-hmm. for who the Dan guy really is? Not for who he got kind of forced into being because of circumstance and life and family and friends and your circle and da-da-da-da. I want right. you to listen, really, really listen. You know, I say, what, what, what does that lifestyle look like? We're, we're kind of going from to change the outside in order to find the inside. It's an unusual way, but it's your way. Okay, good. It's your way. We can go through the outside to find the inside. The middle track, you'd be like, oh, thank heaven. I, it was never me, but that, I knew nothing else. I can hear you saying that in a few months' time. Do you know? They're getting it now, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm, 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 you're not listening to yourself. That's the self-authority thing, you see? Okay. Right? So it's like, this is, this is the task of where we listen to yourself. What does a lifestyle look like that would be just bloody delicious for me? Really resource me. And design it and say, no, less of that, more of that, that, no, no. I, I like the idea of that, but actually if I did that, I wouldn't like it. Go through that whole process. Okay. To really, really start listening to what is the natural thing. So really what you're doing is you're listening to what that divine flow, how it wants to manifest in daily life. We're joining the dots to build a whole you in the middle of it. Right? Yeah. Because the, the real Dan hasn't been honored so much. Okay. Right? He's yeah, been... I've totally... What you're telling me is, you know, it's just... You know, I've been yeah. thinking that. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just see the little Dan there, and he's like, "What about me? I, I, I didn't get to flourish. I didn't get to do what what I needed to do. That's what I hear him saying." And then, I, the, I was the image of him beside you last night. And then there was this alcohol being thrown on top of him. That was the picture I had. So that's what I went on. It's like, what's going on here? So uh, this awesome. is how we'll find him, huh? Yeah. Right, so you start, you start creating an ideal lifestyle. Something that no part of your, how does that look like? It's like, uh-huh. fuck that. Okay. Forget it. That is not, like nobody else exists. Nobody else exists. Not culture, society, neighbors, family, friends, nothing. Nobody exists. This is totally what nourishes and honors me. Doesn't matter how wacky it is. It doesn't matter what country. It does anything. I mean, wide open. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's really important. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
want to interrupt that flow. Got, I know. Look at me. <laughs> my covering. I was kind of getting it. Really <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but my chair is broken. Sorry to be disruptive again. Not at all. Do what you need to do. But this thing is broke. <laughs> yeah. Maybe put it outside the door and we couldn't <laughs> that it needs to be fixed or something. Okay. Yeah. So that nobody else gets caught in that one. Just get what you need to get. We've got Ragda and Derek. Anybody else need to move in something right now? Yeah, there's something going on, Claire, yeah. I'm moving like crazy, but I'd like to do till this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect, Laurie. Okay. Great. Okay. Ragda, Derek, who's coming first? Ragda, I can see it in you. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hello. So, letting go of attachments. A lot of things just kind of flooded in. Most of them I've dealt with, but the one surprise, I stayed quiet when you said, Did anybody have something that came up that surprised you? And I just <laughs> didn't say anything. Was, and I don't really know where to go with this, was um, let go of attachment to your kids. Mm-hmm. And I heard that and I said, I mean, you know, okay, shit, how? <laughs> letting go of the attachment to your kids is different to letting go of your kids. Right. The attachment describes the kind of relationship that's there. So it's about changing your relationship with them. Okay. Changing where you're coming from. So if when we're attached to something, it fulfills something in us. Mm-hmm. If we recognize what the deficit is within us, that these four small people compensate mm-hmm. or distract me from or... What is that? What is that deficit in there? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Two things come to mind. One is that, you know, yummy, delicious feeling of love is the word that comes. You know, just that, oh, I just want to just stay here. <laughs> that, that essence. And then another, I guess, is just worry about, you know, guiding them a little bit on their on the right path when I see them fall astray. <clears throat> so those are the two things that come. So the no, please go. The I I do realize the yummy deliciousness is within. I mean that's there. It's within me. Uh huh. They just bring it out. Uh huh. So, um, so there's that. I think one of my sons challenges me and, and will get me to go back into the drama. And it's just worry. It's just worry about his well-being. Yeah, I can see him sometimes doing things that aren't good for him. But then there's well, that's his journey, it's his path, he needs to experience all of this on his own. That's the theory. 
Yeah. But I'm still mom and I'm still supposed to be guiding him and there's the story. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm in it sometimes still. Okay. So so you started off that that example by saying that one of the boys can bring you into your your drama and your worry and da 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 da. So identify that point. He can bring you into your drama. So so what a gift this kid is. That you fall sucker into <laughs> you know, that he yeah. can find where you slip <clears throat> where you can't hold your own centre, where you're just not operating from the stillet and you slip in. What is it at that point where you trade the stillness, the inner knowing for storyland and worrying and you go into that pattern? What what's that moment? There are many. <laughs> There's two two usually can push my buttons. So what are they? So one is I guess there's marijuana. There's vaping. Now teens are vaping. I don't know if you've heard that. Mm. There's of course drinking. There's being at somebody's home when parents aren't there with kids that I know do all that. So all that stuff just brings up, ah, I don't, you know, like, I don't want you to have to, I don't want you to go there. I don't want you to do that. You know, I know it's not good for you. I don't want you to. So I feel like it is my responsibility to kind of guide him and not allow certain things. And it's. Can you do that without your, without some, okay, so what I'm kind of feeling is some part of, of you doesn't have control and feels you should still have a little bit more influence in guiding him, but there's a kind of control thing. It's like the feeling of you don't have enough control. That's the hard word for it, but that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. All right. So can your relationship with your kid be not about control? What would it look like if control was taken out of it? Would parenting still happen without control? It could. He'd be free, I'd be free. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's worry that he'll go down the wrong path. Sure, that's when you project into the future, you're going to worry. Yeah. But there is a part of me that just wants to just rag to just trust him. Just trust the process and trust him and give him his wings and let him fly, you know? <coughs> yes, it's a fine line, isn't it? Yeah, you have to kind of go out on the limb a little bit, and it's trial and error, and it's uncharted territory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And you know, if we were to fast forward, you know how you know how people say that you know 
God, I didn't know what I was doing with the first kid. Yeah. You know, and even when we're adults, you know, my eldest sister says, man, I could do nothing, like nothing at all. But they were so loose with you. They weren't loose with me at all. But they parented differently. Yes. And this is my first child. The this one is- that's getting all of this. And there's even, you know, I feel almost like badly in a way. I feel guilty in a way because I know he's like my guinea pig. I mean, I don't know what I'm doing with a teenager. He's my first one. Of course. So it's like all trial and error. And it was the, his whole life. And I say that to him too, you know, and he knows that. Yeah. And we joke about it. And I, I'm just like, I'm sorry, Gage. You know, yeah. <laughs> but we're learning together. And yeah. that's just, but yeah. So it's an attachment more to control. Yes, to more control. To, the feeling that you don't have control is, is, is the button that's being pressed. And control is all about the future, you know. Because control, we, we remote, worry is remote control. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's trying to control something remotely. You can't touch the future, but, but, but can we do it from here? It'll turn into worry. If you try to control the future, it will be worry. So there's control in the present, there's control in the future. Mm-hmm. So I feel like operating from more of a place of trust. And then whatever comes, you deal with. Yes. But and nurturing him as a person yeah, to be as strong and independent and clear and autonomous and ind- you know as he mm-hmm. can be, so that he has the the wholeness within himself to have a little bit of wisdom around what he's doing. Right, and he'll fall and you'll pick him up, but that's him growing up, huh? Mm-hmm. But just watching with a different energy. Mm-hmm. Because the control, he's going to fight against the control. Mm-hmm. That's what makes kids let it rip. Mm-hmm. Right. So where we go with this is if we completely take out the sense of control, the need to control, the old button of control that comes up around parenting him. Controlling his future, controlling his behavior now. What would it look like? What would I operate from? See if you can feel just the finer aspects, okay? You mentioned trust, but it's like, we got to go deeper than that. Because you could easily say, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you not to take weed at this, at this party. And it's like, that's control, using another word. That's not right, it either, right. okay? So we need something more deeper within you. I mean, the word love is what's popping up. Yeah. I mean, it's just like a... Yeah. yeah. That's what will make him whole more than anything else in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And out of love comes honesty and clear communication and openness between you both because he won't be judged if there's pure love. Right. And so then he talks. Mm -hmm. And he does talk a lot. Yeah, I mean, he makes Mike and my jaw drop, you know. I mean, he just will be very open and honest and free with us. He's like, don't ask me if you don't want to know. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing if you ask, you know. Yes. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, that's good. So then how do you hear that when he does tell you? 
normal teen stuff that's hard to hear when you're a parent. Well, I'm thankful, first of all. Yeah. Just thankful that the communication's there yeah. and that he feels comfortable enough to come to us. Yeah. But then it's like, well, if he's doing something wrong, I need to guide him. Right. You know? Okay. And can that be done without any sense of control or worry? That'll be the test. Yes. <laughs> so what would you draw on then? What part of you would come with guidance if it didn't have the edge of control? It's almost like where I come from to deal with Mike, you know? It's like just this, I guess, knowing that what's going to happen is going to happen and just allowing everything to be, but loving him no matter what anyway, you know? Just really trying to love him no matter what anyway, you know? Yes. Very similar. Yes. Trying to love. It's a funny word to put with love, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. And I'm realizing it's about loving myself. Uh-huh. You know. Like, deeply. <laughs> it's come full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. More work. <laughs> but it's fun. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel those emotions? Yeah. Yeah, starting to, something broke. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just unraveling, you know, just yeah. more unraveling. Yeah. More. Yeah. 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 More story to let go, and more unraveling, and more just getting deeper and deeper. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so there's guilt there. You know, I just feel guilt for not being able to love him the way he deserves to be loved but I know I'm talking about myself too yes you're talking about yourself yeah he's just your mirror totally mm. 
So instead of looking at faults or what's wrong, it's just really accepting what is on all the way around. We can look at what's the same or we can look at what's different. One point of perception is the same one, is, is the stillness sees what's the same. It just automatically does because the interconnectivity is the obvious thing. What do you mean by that? Um, in in that, that non-dual point of perception, the one that where everything is enough, where it's okay, where there's contentment, when we look out at the world, we see what's the same, that point of perception. We see there's an equanimity. We, we tend to see what's the same. Like people say, oh my God, everything is made of love. It's like that's the same, something the same, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that Indian phrase, same, same, that comes from that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. same, same. There's no desire because there isn't the absence of something, right? Because everything is the same. Really, the essence the same consciousness, the same is in everything. And that's what we see. When we're looking from the pain place, from the separate lens of perception, where there's me and the world, then we see what's different. That's the first thing that comes. That's automatic when we're viewing that lens of perception. We see what's different. And what's different is usually wrong because we have to be right. That's just how we're... You know, we're constantly trying to reaffirm ourselves because there's something fundamentally not okay about that lens of perception. It's so far from the truth that we're constantly trying to compensate. You see? Mm-hmm. So, so from that dualistic lens of perception, you will see, you will see the, the issues, the things you want to change, they will be much more obvious than what's the same. You've got to pull back to the absolute, the source, point of perception. And the consequence is you'll see what's the same. You'll see what's the same. And what's different will, will, will actually be the same thing, but it just looks different. It's just expressing differently, but you'll see that it's the same in essence. Mm-hmm. Do you see? It doesn't, it, yeah. It doesn't take away from the fact that, yeah, okay, we're living in a, still living in a dualistic world, and sometimes we have to move away from something, and that's fine. That's fine. That happens too. But the lens of perception, when we see what's wrong before we see what's right, that's a classic example of we're viewing from the separate. Mm-hmm. We're viewing from the personal me, and you are other. Right. You see? So for me, motherhood is harder to get a handle on than spouse in that regard. Yes. Just very much more entrenched in that role. Yes. Yes. Like with Mike, I can... Um, see the bigger picture you know like okay that's just him playing out his yes stuff yes you know yes and I don't have to be a part of that drama Uh if I choose not to be yes but with the kids yeah there's just a deeper intertwining almost you know they're the classic teachers I mean they really are yeah they'll bring it up Mm mm-hmm so it's like this same practice. Yeah, yeah, it is the same practice because the practice is shifting your lens of perception. Mm-hmm. It's not like swapping out one concept from another. It's actually about looking from a different place. Right. So can you parent from looking from that different place? Mm-hmm. What would that look like? Great. Yeah. 
wonderful. <laughs> yeah. It's free. Yeah. Of course, it's free. It's free. It's mm-hmm. free from the confines and the, the, the contractions of wanting to control and needing it to be right and having an expectation on your kid. And none of that happens in the other place. Right. And a lot of that stuff I have let go of expectations and Great. grades and where you're going to school. I mean, all that, you know, it's yeah. just. Yeah. Yeah. But I obviously have more work to do. It's just a little dropping in a bit deeper. Yeah. You know? Okay. Great. Yeah. Anything yeah. else? No, there's plenty there to just, yeah, to, to, to operate from that new place where we dug into, to operate from there. How does parenting, how's it going to look actually? How's it going to be on a, on a Tuesday morning? You know? How's it going to look right. on a Saturday night when he doesn't come home or he comes home and there's a smell of something that shouldn't be off him? And it's like, all right, okay, what am I going to do now? Right. You know? Can you drop in there or is it like, darn this, you know, and up right, comes right, the old right. drama queen, you know? It's like, right, right. what's going to happen? We'll see. Yeah, that's we'll it. That's it. What needs to fall away? Yeah. So that the old mode can stay here. Right. Okay. Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. Very. Good. You okay, Veda? Sorry. You think so? Okay. That's good enough for now. <laughs> Hello there. Hi. So I have my own thing um, that came up, and I like Randa didn't say anything when you asked because I don't know it's too soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also have some questions about what you just worked through with Randa. I don't have kids, but I was a kid, and I'm I'm just kind of curious. I totally understand what you're saying about like finding that place, but like from a practical standpoint, like if the kid starts doing drugs and they're your responsibility, where does the line get drawn? Like, I understand not to use the drama queen or the drama king, but what does it look like when that mask isn't there? Well, yeah, like because you you could be so hands off that. You know, no, it's not about being hands-off. Okay. We're, it landed that way when I was hearing. Okay. Like, okay. okay. That's fine until there's a, a real problem. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not that. I, I, it, that's a good point. It's about shifting your point of perception. It's about you coming from the impersonal. It's about you coming from the absolute rather than you coming from a conditioned response of how you think parenting should be because it's how, probably how you were reared. So it's about throwing off the conditioning and seeing what's there. So rather than grabbing a new set of um, conditions, which are like, well, this is what I read in the latest book about managing teens. It's not about swapping out one set of concepts for another. In spiritual work, it's about viewing from a deeper place. And your inner wisdom will, will guide you on what to say and what to do. And you just have to trust that the functioning mind would know that okay now it's gone from marijuana to cocaine and he's been gone for two days and maybe there needs to be some you're 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 speaking from the dualistic realm yeah so you're swapping one set of concepts for another okay it's not about that she might actually 
say the very same thing to her son, but the energy behind it will be entirely different. Okay. The behavior actually often doesn't change. Your outward manifestation. Might or might not, but that's not the core of it. Behavior of the parent? Parent. Okay. Parent. It might actually not change a whole lot. That's what's often surprising. But where you're looking from is entirely different. So the functioning aspect could be the same, but you're no longer got your own conditioned response backing it up. Okay. You've got a pure energy backing it up. Because the kid is going to not pick up what you say, he's going to pick up the energy behind it. Okay. Okay, so I'm now getting how this ties actually ties in well for what is up for me. Okay. Um, so when you had us ask that question, is there anything that, any attachment that, that's up for being dropped? The first word that came was love. And I was a little perplexed, but then it was like, actually, it's your need to be loved by other people. And so it was like, ooh. <laughs> and, and I think it goes back to being reared how I was reared, like being the only child and like, kind of a tough situation. My, my parents are in an altered state most of the time. Um, and just trying to like manage the, the energy of the household and like being the thing that, you know, no matter what was going on, well, well Derek's doing well in school or Derek's perfect kid or Derek is, is this and that was always like, the, the evidence that things were okay. So, like, I, some a lot of this has come up in, in therapy too. Um, but I, I guess I just saw now that that translates to you know, Derek being like gentle giant or, or friendly with everyone, and everyone likes Derek. Or like, I guess there's some. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but like, all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, like that. That's a heavy burden. Yes. So I don't know what it looks like without that, but it was kind of a, not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> I had kind of a really angry grandfather, so I know what it looks like not to be liked by everyone. Mm. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know if I really have a question, but that was... That was my answer to what you asked earlier, and I didn't raise my hand. So, when it looks like people don't show their love to you, or you don't see evidence of their love to you, what happens? You just try to earn it. Either through, I don't know, doing something nice or being funny or... What if you were to give that up and allow them to not love you? It's your perception. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm getting better at that. Like, you know, sometimes I just don't care like, okay. what they think. I mean, it's not like... Okay. Can you give them permission not to love you? Everybody? Can you give everybody permission not to love you? My head says yes, but like I, I feel like my heart's 
kind of constricting a little. Talk to me from there. Um, it, it would feel sad. Yeah. Yeah, it would feel like something was absent. Like that that way of connecting with people is I guess you'd say I get juice out of it, but it, it's like it definitely gives me something. So you know that place inside where it's enough and everything's okay. What would that yeah. have to say about this? That it really doesn't matter, you'll get what you need. And what do you need? From that place, what what does that say you need? Uh, maybe it's another way of saying, like, it'd be enough. So that's still kind of tuned into what can come from the outside? Mm, perhaps. I don't know that that other perspective is cemented enough to... I'm having a hard time speaking from there. Yeah, but that's all right. Try Just try to drop in from there. Your mind is coming with you, yeah? Yeah. Self-referencing is still going on. It... The... the Overarching feeling now is sadness. And I, as much as I'm like intellectually trying to go to that place and talk from there, it's just not happening. Fine. Yeah. And maybe that sadness needs to go up and out, huh? Yeah. Maybe just being with the sadness and see what's what's at the bottom of that. Pit. Yeah. What's at the bottom there? Okay. Could do that. Yeah. trouble processing everything from yesterday uh, last sure. night. I didn't get a lot of sleep. Yeah. The queen didn't get any sleep. It's <laughs> 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 all right. We're, we're here to just fall apart. Right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's somehow it's just all part of the whole gig. Yeah, yeah that's okay. So I had um, stories that came up last night related to the queen thing. Um, but uh, um, it went back to the, the past life thing, and I felt like okay. I wanted to um, bring that up a little bit more to get a little bit more clarification on it, um, because what I understood from uh, what happened in that past life is that um, that I was actually killed in that life, and and I don't know if that's something that you can help reference that for me or not. Um, but that I don't know if that is part of a sticking point for me 
sort of claiming that right now, and also not being clear about how it is that I'm assuming that or that's my essence, or just getting clarity about how that should be and not the worry. I, mm. yeah. Okay. Does that make okay. sense? I do. Okay. Okay. I do. Yeah, yeah, I got you. <coughs> All right. When an old imprint comes in from someplace else, it's, it's like it's a piece of energy that just needs to resolve itself. Not every energy needs resolution, but a lot of it does. And our mind is wired that way as well to support the way energy works. Because very often we need closure on things. Mm. Sometimes we can't get closure on stuff, but a lot of it, closure helps us to let something go. Right? Yeah. Energy is like this too, and that's why mind supports that flow. So where you're at in your journey, you're, you're currently wrapping up archetypal patterns. Okay? Yeah. The archetypal pattern of warrior was the um, um the, where you landed in an avoidance strategy to not go back into queen to resolve her. You jumped into warrior instead of resolving the queen. Be, because from that past life it was not resolved, is that? So, so the, the queen thing didn't come right. There, somehow you Something. died with regrets, bad feeling, and if, if, if we die with, yeah, with, with a lot of, unresolved, a lot of desires, a lot of chaos going on. It's those pieces of energy are literally out there. They're they're literally out there. They're like they haven't fallen away yet. Mm-hmm. Right? So whether it was you or not, it's you now. Mm-hmm. It's you now. Mm-hmm. Because we mm-hmm. we pick up a piece of unresolved energy out there and that's part of what we process all the yeah. time. And and would it be um, important to go back and figure out some of the aspects of that, or 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 not even? Go I don't think we have that? to. Okay, I don't think okay, we I'm have just to. Kind of, of course, yeah, to find yeah, yeah, out how yeah, do I don't work with this. Mm-hmm. So the the queen thing has been kind of hovering around. It's like a bubble in your energy field. Just that bundle of of um, of thoughts, desires, yucky feelings. Just unresolved, ununderstood emotional trauma. Okay? And I'm quite sure at points in your life there was a touching in on those things. It's kind of like that because it's still there, you know? It's, it, we touch in on it and it's like. Now, when it was coming up sometime early on in this life, and probably in your 20s when it was kind of beginning to show its face, you jumped into something that was right beside it, which wasn't you at all, but it gave you a different archetypal pattern to play out so that you didn't have to really look at the queen stuff. And the other archetypal pattern is warrior. (coughs) That doesn't work for you. But it was a good place to hang out for a while. Mm. There's a lot about it that's appealing to me. Like um, Jane Goodall was one of my heroes and Uh, she's warrior-like. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, and I wanted to join the Peace Corps and and that kind of thing. And that was, yeah. But I never, I don't, recognize the queen yes part yes yes so that's why i'm having this um dual identity crisis right now yeah sure sure yeah. all right so what what i what i find myself doing actually 
since I saw you this morning, is pulling out the attributes that are unresolved from the Queen story. Because that's what needs to be resolved, mm -hmm. is those things, right? So, so, okay, you made the warrior work for you, but it's not working for you anymore. It's not. Yeah, okay. okay. You know that, don't you? Are you, still, are you still getting juice out of it? Still getting a little bit of juice out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of this healing work, it's not really... Um, I get a lot of... It's like, oh my gosh, that's so cool kind of thing. And I, and I love that. Yeah. Um, and I can... It's just in, like... Yes. Cool, so cool. It's great. And to see what can happen with that. And yes. And to see participating with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So, that can still be there, but you can see it from another aspect. Okay. Um, when you see that from the wider perspective, it's like, wow, it's, it, it, the commentary is a bit different, you know, because we're viewing from a different point. So it's like, wow, it's just fascinating and magnificent what can happen. Yeah. And yeah. what a joy to be able to see it. Yes. All right. Yes. So it's yes. just from a bit further back. It's more yeah. impersonal. Okay. Do you know? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so, and, and so that will stay, but you'll just view it from a place that's uh, less entertained and more just in awe. Do, do you I feel very much that awe. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Great. Yes. Great. Great. Yes. Great. Okay. Mm. Okay. So, um, the warrior part has, has, a, has a struggle involved in it that's very caught in the dualistic perspective because it's very much seeing there's work to be done and we need to do it and that's it. That's fine, but that'll, keep, keep, that'll just keep perpetuating itself. Mm. I'm pushing you to the point of like, that's always going to go on in the world. That's mm. always going to go on. Yeah. And, you know, in the search for truth or, or mm, how do I put it? Your own evolution has to become more important. Yeah. I, I so appreciated what you said yesterday about that this is part of a phase of the warrior phase and that, that that's not actually serving us anymore and that by moving into and what needs to happen now is part of that unfolding is to have this queen-like essence or yeah. part to come yeah. through. Um, but... <laughs> It helps me. It, part of my purpose-driven part now that that is my purpose. I'm. It's like, oh, that's my purpose. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I got. Yeah. Do you see? I got. A little yes. That can be a little sticky. That's a bit sticky. sticky. Okay. So let's talk. I, I know I'm kind of parking something for a minute, but I want yeah, to grab okay. onto this. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, attachment to purpose. Mm. Yeah, because now that could be a wonderful purpose for me. Yes. So then there's attachment to purpose. Oh, yes. That platform. Yes, that platform. Mm -hmm. Who would you be without purpose? You're right. <laughs> um, uh, I think that that's what's given me the sense of, of why I'm here. Why I'm here on this planet is to help. That's, my, that's why it came in. So um, that's why I look at that's my purpose. And can that happen in a greater way than what you're currently perceiving? Definitely. And I think uh, because that's just been my perception. Yes. Yeah, that I've not known anything more. And 
through this conversation to learn that it's something more than that, then yes. that's really helpful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. One thing that loosens that perception is to see that, you know, the way the world works, the, the, the law of opposites, the dualistic perception, that's the essence of the movie in terms of the movie itself. Okay. Life, as in the play, the drama, the, what goes on in the news and what goes on in the streets and what doesn't get portrayed in the news and what happens in the jungles of Africa and the Jane Goodall world. And, you know, like all of, all of manifestation has that cycle of creation, destruction, creation, destruction. It's in every species. It's the whole planet works like this. It's creation, destruction. Space has it, creation, destruction. That's the cycle. Huh? Mm-hmm. And so within that, our dualistic mind says bad, good, good, bad. Sometimes creation is good and destruction is bad and sometimes vice versa. Okay? Mm-hmm. So to play a part, to be on the side of good or on the side of bad, that tends to be what will um, contribute to, to the perception that creation destruction is a play of good and bad. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So what I'm inviting you to do is like see that that play is inevitable and that as long as we're in there believing it to be so, we're actually perpetuating it. Okay. Right? Yep. So when we pull back, and we see it for what it is. Both sides of it are beautiful mm. because it's just something searching for something else mm-hmm. and doing this loop. Yeah. I think when you mention that, what becomes sticky for me about that is suffering and pain. And maybe that's just a part of all of that, that that's... It's part of it. It's part of it, yeah. But it's, it's part of it. It's, it's Okay, so... When our mind is mature, when we're ready for, for, for this stuff, we can't do anything about it, we're either ready or not, that's our own cycle. When we're ready for this, suffering actually is okay. Because you know that you have the wisdom to see that it's an experience and it passes and it gives us a richness, it gives us experience. It, it can be hell when you're in it, but you need... For it to actually exist in the first place, there has to be a capacity for his, us to be lost in it, mm-hmm. for there just to be suffering. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't. We wouldn't have that play. Yeah. So it becomes a uh, necessary part of of what needs to have happened for that maturation. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And so, so to actually alleviate all suffering, that can't happen. It's inevitable that we try. We do our best to to help people pull them out of suffering. It's inevitable. We can't help. That's our humanity. We just, yeah. we're either part of creating suffering or we're, if we're in a physical body, you're one or the other. You're going to be making pain or dissolving pain. And some days it's this and some days it's that and some it might be one of them your whole lifetime. That's inevitable. That's part of being human. We're just contributing to the play. But where you're looking from, are you believing it? Are you actually making concrete the belief system that life is tough, tough and that suffering should go? Or is the inevitability of that pouring out of you because it's part of being fully human, but that you know 
there's a total acceptance because that's life. That is mm-hmm. the essence, the beauty of life. There's an exquisite beauty mm-hmm. in deep pain. In deep pain, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see? Yeah, yeah. So there's a maturity from that that mm-hmm. sounds off the wall. If somebody's suffering and they're listening to this, it's like, mm, that's wacky. It feels like there's a denial of something, but it's not actually. It's a complete embracing of the bigger picture of what suffering is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think doing a a little little bit of exploration in other past lives that I've had and knowing some of the things that have been experienced has helped me to recognize that that's part of what almost needs to unfold to get a a richer, deeper understanding. Yes. Um, Yes. And that maturation. That's it. Yep. That's what's going on for you. Okay. Yeah. That's what's going on for you. You're mopping up and accumulating the richness from your whole thread so that it's like, whoa, actually, it's done. It's resolved. It's, it does, there's no more to be gained from it, from the past lives. But they're, they're right up right now, all those patterns from other places. They're right up so that you can accumulate You have it yourself. You found it yourself. Accumulate the maturity from it. And let's go. And then every now and then there might be a little bubble from something from another era. And that's fine. But the real juice of them is being offered to you now. Okay. So to get you out of the warrior mode and to see that it's a model, it's a framework. And I might not need it anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, are we going to hold on to the purpose, the platform that the warrior was sitting on top of and plonk something else on top of it, have another purpose? Or can there be total trust that the movement through your form doesn't have the idea of a purpose to keep your mind satisfied? But can the the trust be in something much deeper without the mind saying, yep, I can attach it to the concept of trust, of, of purpose, and I'm good to go. It's like, what about if mind doesn't go there? I, 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 I can certainly, um, yeah, take, take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's much wider, mm-hmm. and it's kind of scary for mind. Yeah, yeah. Because I, mind... I, I think uh, conditioning in, in this life from parents and so forth has uh, been about... Um, staying small um, and so that's part of you know what came up for me and uh, um, the part about your your uh, true essence speaking to your mind about and it's it was that part of letting go of, of being small because that's what has been played out for me is to play small play small yeah so what would it like to be visible that that's because uh, I've tried to hide out a lot yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very comfortable hiding out. So it's, it's safer. Oh, for it's a queen. Song. Oh, it's safer for a queen who's annihilated. Yeah, 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 yeah. So definitely don't feel comfortable taking that platform for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it, and and that's why I wanted to have that um, sort of check in with you on that if that resonated. But oh, for sure, it does. Oh, okay. for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, right. It wouldn't. You wouldn't want to come out. No. 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 Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 
but the playing small has to die off. So what's your option? Right, right, right. It does. And that's what came up for me. It's like, I have to let that, the thing about it, I need to let go. It's the playing small yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So um, queen is very visible. So that's, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and this actually, because I historically have had a profound, profound um, public speaking phobia. Um, so even doing this in the past, no way. So this is a, a huge step mm. for me to, mm. to even do this. Mm. Yeah. But it, I feel good. I feel comfortable. Yay. So, yeah. Well done. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So what would be really good mm -hmm. is like on your way to lunch today, when you're walking around in the afternoon, whatever you're doing, be huge. 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 <laughs> how big can you stretch your energy field? How high up, how deep, how wide, how huge can you extend your energy field and stretch into that space? And see if a sense of, oh, I've just pulled the stopper out of the sink, you know, it's like a, whoa. Or took off a very tight corset or something, you know? Like, right, right. Oh my God, this kind of thing would be really good. Okay, that sounds good. I, I feel like I'm, I may need some help along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got to keep touching into this. Is that, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we oh, need okay. to. We need oh, to. okay. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's very important. It's very important. Okay. I feel like I need that. Yeah. Great. Okay. Thank you so Great. much. Yeah, sure. That's the next thing. Expand, expand, expand. Huge. Okay. And blow out any dialogue that's like, oh, no, I shouldn't. Oh, what about other... It's like, bullshit. Bullshit. Let's see how big I really am. Let's, let's, let's see how big I really am actually here. Okay. And honor that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Sure. Yes, Nina. All right, hi, Nina. <coughs> so I've become, it's um, aware of um, the word hosting. I just want to say it's like, so the, the guy that um, it ended with, um, a lot has shifted so far these two days, which is wonderful. Um, but I'm, I became aware that I'm hosting him. Ah. And it's like, I mean, I could, you could even say hi to him right now if you wanted, because he's just, he sits... He's like, he sits almost as if I'm his tucket. And um, I just had been, it's just become very clear. Um, obviously, it was all unconscious. And um, it's a pattern. 
um, there've always there's always been from birth a very very powerful male who's it's almost like I feed. Yes. <laughs> so, in the non-dual, there's this, it's like this, the, so I'm going to be all over the place. It's fine. Okay. Let it so, run. <laughs> there's this, like, you know, um, sword and it all it's all gone all of the hosting and all that all the there's no cords and then it's like back the, the when the person comes back or the duel or the <laughs> the character it's just this like I think it's been such a freaking confusion because when, when I f first sort of touched in with you about, it's like, okay, where are the words? I can't find the word. Okay, so the... Nothing, but the nothing, it's like, it's the only thing that's ever made any sense at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. And um, it's, it just is that, that experience of being like, time is just such a mess, I cannot find the linear what's going on, I just feel like more like from nothing into form. So instead of like, I'm form, I'm form, I'm form, and then I see I'm nothing, or something sees it's nothing. It's more like there is always nothing, and then form kind of comes in and out of awareness. Yes. But this vertic verticalness is very... Obvious. Yes. So I cannot, it's like the plot, I just lose the plot. I'm constantly going, what, what, where's the plot? What's the plot? Where am I in the plot? What am I, this supposed to be working on or uh, it's a story or it's just fragments. It's like, and um, all I can say is just, I've been trying to just get a little grounded and sort of just, okay, let's just bring the clarity and the kind of the verticality and the kind of, it's like a, you know, yes, yes, into the character, into the character. Like that's, yes. that's what I've got right now. And so when you ask what to let go of, it's like the guy, like somehow can we unseat him? Can we you know, mm -hmm. get another chair? Like, I don't know how that happened. Did I invite it? 
I don't know. I don't know if I invite it. I don't know if I'm the one who's supposed to eject. I don't know how that works. So that would be a practical question. Okay. Um, and then the other, so it was like what to let go of him and um, being, you know, being nice or appearing nice. And it's this thing of like, I'm supposed to be, or I am like the, like my, some idea in there that like my, to be, I don't know, I want to say Kuan Yin. It's not like I'm supposed to be Kuan Yin. It's fine. Don't, don't but that, en- that, that energy. Yes. It's like that's, I should, I should be that. And it's like the attachment to that. The attachment to that awakeness in a character looks like Kuan Yin. The oh. attachment to that idea. Idea. Because it feels like they're linked. The, the allowing, it's like, oh, come and take over my body and suck my blood and my life force. Take it, take it. You want it? Okay, well, who am I? I don't need it. But that's, that's, so it's an attachment to that is what I'm seeing. It's like, oh, my God, how do I, I never saw that it was an attachment to being, uh, you know, I guess martyred or, it feels so deep. It's like, like paying off, like mm. so deep, so 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 deep and old of like, take me, take my body, eat my body. You know, like mm. I don't know where any of this is coming from. I just who else? <laughs> I talk to this. <laughs> <laughs> Other people might laugh you off, but that's okay. I'll put you on names or something. Okay. <laughs> All right, great. <laughs> Have you more to say at this point? No. <laughs> All right, that's fantastic, Nina. All right. So you found it. You're throwing off, gosh, you would go again, an archetypal pattern, you know, of how spirituality looks and a kind of a, you know, a, a, a the thwarted human version of of um, of service and of surrender and of being available and of love, but it's the thwarted version of it, you know, which turned into religion and martyrdom and all that stuff. All right, so you're throwing it off. You're you're onto it. You're onto it. You're throwing it off. Um. Uh. The 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 resistance to that is going to be the voice. That's kept it in place. And the voice, it says, but, you know, but this is what you do because you are nothing. It's got all the justifiable reasons, all the justifiable reasons in the world. Um, it's going to break if you can hear that the justifiable reasons are actually part of it. They're part of it. They're not coming from any wiser place. They're actually the, the thing that keeps it alive. You can't trust any of those counter arguments. They're bullshit. They're just, it's maintenance room. <laughs> It's full of those sentences to justify it. Throwing off um, how spirituality was 
manifested for centuries. The opportunity is here now. You work on a global, you, you know that, don't I'm sure you know that. You work on a, a global level, right? It's fine. It's no big deal. It's just how you read. So, so... I, I don't actually don't know what you mean. All right, okay. It's not like that it was you in past lives doing that. It's, 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 it's much bigger. It's like the, the pocket of the global patterning of that has been part of what you've taken on in this life to actually see through it, to see through it. You, you work on a global level. Is that what you were saying yesterday a little bit about the like energy that's more... Um... Remember the yeah, word. exactly. I don't know what you're saying either, but I can find it. Yeah. yeah. Up there. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 so that pattern, when that pattern, when we evolve out of that pattern, and, and it's, it's, it's like it's removing it. And we're, we're, you know, it's like you're removing a pocket of it or does it's part of it has, has died off and you're the composting machine for it. Like processing plant. Exactly, a yeah. processing plant to, to burn that up. Doesn't mean that it still it won't be on the planet, but 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 it will just morph into something that's that's not rooted and rooted and rooted in a few thousand years of twisted interpretation of spirituality. That old part is it's gone. It's going. It's gone. Okay, it reminds me a little bit, um, this just might help to explain to other people. It reminds me a little bit of um, this guy I've been working with in Ireland who, um, who it, it, part of his system was, was processing a, a level of ignorance that's in Ireland. Um, there's lots of levels of ignorance there, but you know, <laughs> it's an island. You know, it doesn't have much influence. Of, there's a lot of inbreeding. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's much better, obviously, since you know, in recent years. But you know, the the the, the beautiful mysticism is is matched by a beautiful ignorance. Um, and uh, and he's gay. And part, he was always, always, no matter how invisible he tried to make himself, he was always a target, a target, a target. And he was carrying it. Now, when I said this to him first years ago, it was like, my family just screwed me up. You're talking bullshit. Like he couldn't, couldn't, couldn't see it all because his own conditioning was so strong. But the load he had was actually, he was actually holding, holding the energy of the experience of gay people in Ireland. Which is pretty bad, and yeah, and this was this was churning and moving, and it was getting so intense, so much so that he's he's he almost died, and yeah, and ended up with uh, septicemia. That you know, uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see that the septicemia was three years ago, and uh, only by a sequence of luck and good fortune, he managed to survive that, and his body is in great sense. So it. it took a huge toll on his body but so in working with him we knew that 
It's, it, it has to change. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you, but you've no choice but to keep carrying this. You, you've no choice. You're, you are breaking it. You are breaking it. Let's just keep walking this. You're breaking it. And lo and behold, there was a, an open referendum and the public, the public voted for gay rights, gay marriage, gay, everything. So now in Ireland, you know, gay couples walk up and down the street and it's like, no, it's just, it just shifted. Just like, you know, thousands of years or something. I mean, wow. that's a Catholic country. It's kind of bizarre. So he, it couldn't have happened like that, only that somebody was knowingly, eventually he got it, you know, was, was holding the energy so that it could flip. Right? And, uh, and, and he's as free as a bird. He's clear as daylight since the referendum last year. He's just, his body's a mess. That was the price. It went right into his physical. But, um, but he's as clear as a bell. And he's like, yeah, I don't think I'll live here anymore. I mean, completely free, 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 free. It's like, ah, yeah, that, you know, they can't, you know, that's, that's where they're operating from rather than, you know, no, the personal is gone. It's gone. It's gone. So that's just an example of when something is shifting on a global level, you know, when there's a mass consciousness shift. That's sometimes what our work looks like. And, and that, you know, we're, we're, we're breaking something. And it doesn't just say that it's going to be broken for all time because the cycle goes around again, you know. We go back into ignorance again. But, but every now and then, some of, us, some of us are just on that path of where we're flipping something over. Now, when I was working with him, it's like, gosh, is there any way, could I take this away from him? Can I break it? Does he have to see it through? Is there really going to be a way where that breaks in our lifetime? Is it just going to squash him entirely? And it's going to take another couple of hundred years before there's equal rights for sexual expression in Ireland? Like, let's, I don't know, let's just take the next step. But my mind was kind of thinking, How, what's the map here? What's the map here? I couldn't quite see it. And I was like, no, he's got to carry this. But shit, if my friend is going to die, you know, it's like, that's, that's pretty shitty universe, you know? <laughs> you know? So the human side is like, is that really the most efficient way of doing this? All right. So if that's going to happen, that's going to happen. All right. So that's kind of the observation of it. Um, in some way, in some way, a parallel of that is going on for you, Nina. Some part of you is, you know, came in as a complete light being, focused on what you knew to be the truth. But managing in the world is bloody hard because you didn't come in with that toolkit because knowing the truth was much clearer for you always. It's always been easier for you. It's like, that's the obvious thing. And then there's all this bullshit of the world that you kind of have to try and navigate. So trying to find your way between being the light and in the world you've stumbled across these other avenues that kind of give you something to do some way of processing it okay and he or or carrying somebody you know you you can do that you can kind of lift their vibration hugely but when they leave you, they plop right back to where they were because you're, you're a crutch for them and it's an artificial buzz that they get. It's like a nice glimpse, but plop right back to where they were is what's going to happen to him and to all of them. So if you can see the 
the futility of carrying them, it will drop your attachment to it. Because you can't carry them, it doesn't work. They're, they're, they'll get a nice vacation while they're sitting on your chest, but that's about it. <laughs> Do you see? It creates a little bit of a double bind because it's like, it just, to plop somebody to, to you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, that's the being kind thing. Yes. That's the compassion thing. Yes. So it's like, I guess those two come together. Let go of him, let go of being kind. Yes. That's... Ooh. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's been... It's sort of like, a, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. And it does... Yeah take on, almost like take on someone's whole yeah. thing, like their whole... Whole package. <laughs> yeah, their whole entire package. Yeah. So, just no ego about, no, about, it ain't appear in kind, but so be it. So what? Yeah. Oh, so what? Uh, <clears throat> You, you've got to start operating on the code that you know best, which is the code of light. You know that code best. And it's, you've grappled with a human code, a human system, in order to give you some way to navigate. It's not. But the code of light isn't like light. It's not like that. No, it's not. It's got a sword. <laughs> yeah, it's not like. It's got a sword. <laughs> There's lots of statues around here of Kali with, you know, a skull and a tongue with blood on it. And there's plenty of images of how that divine light cuts through the crap. Sit in front of one of those. I feel there's more. Yeah, hang on a second. The power that's behind the light, you're going to have to own that. Yeah, that makes sense because it's just so, yeah, strange. It's so clear and so immovable. Yes. And it has, it's had nothing to do with that personality that kind of yes. <laughs> got cobbled together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, personalities get coupled together. They do. They do. Yeah. That's just your vehicle. That's just a vehicle. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so here's a practical question. Is, like, just, is there a practical way to, like, a guideline of bringing that, that energy, that, 
signature, that whatever you want to call it, yes, into that little cobbled together personality. Yes, yes. Find one sentence that reminds you. It's like you've got to integrate the two parts. Yeah, yeah. You know, because the cobbled together personality has been grappling with models that she got from other places. Yeah. And, and yeah, she can break up those models and stuff, but it's, it's, that's not your gig anymore, actually. It's not your yeah. gig anymore. Enough. Yeah. Enough. You saw where it leads to, you know. Nobody gets helped, really. It's just a lot yeah. of shit and pain, you know, suffering. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so is it like, is it accurate to say that there, I mean... To, is does the form need to be created here, like of a personal, like that's sort of? I don't think so. It's like an alignment into the personality, into the physical form that's there now. Like, a, like, um, so, something has to line up. Like, yeah, yeah, something has to line up. So, so we get the sword and we cut off, and we. Cut off that pattern of carrying somebody. It's gone. There's a nakedness and an availability in the character. Now the character, instead of looking into the manifest world in order to kind of find how it works and to find the rules, has to completely and totally service the light. Yeah, and so that's a totally... So that's... It's okay to stay totally vertical and... Yes. It's clean everywhere. It's clean everywhere all around. I think you've dived into the world enough to know that actually it's not up to much. <laughs> Do you know? But it's not, it's that word selfish. It's not selfish to stay there, to stay. You'd still operate in the world. Right, but in other words, the experience never leaves this. Yes. There's never, it's not even a tendril, not even a, yes, not even a yes. cord or anything. Tell me about the voice that says that that might be selfish. <sighs> it's the old Kuan Yin voice. It's uh. that whole kind of bleeding. It's like this uh, feeling of bleeding, like giving my blood like a river of it. <laughs> Wherever it needs to go. <laughs> Does like, that work? No, no. It's not. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. Certainly for you, it doesn't work. That might be Kuan Yin's gig. That's fine. It's not your gig. <laughs> no. no, I mean, that's what I, that yeah. brought me here, is that it's like, okay, that pain thing, you know, the endless, like, bleeding of pain. Yes. Is, can't, that, just, that can't be right. That's right. It can't be no, right. No, it's not. But it was another model that give you some way to navigate. They served their purpose. You, you, you had to dive into the world, Nina. You had to dive into the world and like ha- find a guy that you called the love of your life and have that experience. And, you know, you, you had to kind of dive in there and have those experiences. Right? So something matured as a result of that. Something matured. Do you know? And sure, there's normal human Skills that need to be developed from that. Great training ground. The assertiveness, the boundaries, the no bullshit, the authority around that. Yeah, the personality had to line up. She had to get those tools somewhere because that's the energy of your light. There's no bullshit here. There's no bullshit. There's clarity. 
So in order for the personality to line up with that, she had to get those skills somewhere. It worked, huh? It worked. Right? So, so for more you... By, more by a process of elimination, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this exactly. doesn't work. That doesn't work. <laughs> okay. That's it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thoroughness, you know, yeah. of you turning over every stone. That's the thoroughness. At clay, you know, it had to go like that with you, you know, okay. so that you absolutely are sure, you know, it's like, gosh, what am I left with now? Right? Yeah. That thoroughness is part of the light, of how the light works. Yeah. So the personality is much more ready now. She wasn't ready before. So the light can come through her. Is she ever going to kind of get that, that, you know, that linear time thing as opposed to the vertical sequence? Probably not. But she'll manage in the world. She's, she's, she can manage in the world. Yeah. You can support yourself. You can, you can manage. It's okay. So divine authority needs to be in place. We need to get you a sentence that reminds you to keep aligning because there's an energetic lining up that's going to take a little bit of time but but and so it's like the cobbled together personality needs to remember that 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 she doesn't have to grapple out there with how does this work but that she's only an extension of a physical form around that divine light Mm. yeah right Mm -hmm. so that lining up that click into place that's ripe but you'll have to work a little bit on it Mm -hmm. i do think you'll have to work a little bit on it so some kind of sentence of like a line or something some go-to would be really useful because your energy field is used to like how do i navigate how oh yeah that model that model yeah right it's like it's like hold on we've got to break that loop we've got to break that searching loop here's where it is here's the model here's the model yeah here's the model and totally, totally, totally committing to that light. Totally committing to that knowing. Yeah. Totally. Um, so one, one more question. Um, this, that just is constant pretty yeah. much. <laughs> um, I mean, it is hereditary. Uh, I have a family member who does this. Mm. Um, but... Uh, it just, it's like, you know, you can imagine how that feels. It's just like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, so is there anything, is that part of the same thing? Like, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, your nervous system is, is like divided. <laughs> and, and let's see how it manages when it's actually lined up with the light. It might get worse, but, you know, it might, <laughs> your nervous system might be able to take it. Yeah. That's just the body doing its thing. Some support for the nervous system would help. Okay. Right. It seems pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome. Okay. Can we leave it there? Mm-hmm. Lily, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to check in with you in the afternoon. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You okay, Derek? Yeah, but something 
Interesting, that wouldn't take too long. Either. Okay. Saw it in his face. Yeah. So I've been kind of tracking since I got here, like, when I feel the natural state when I don't. So, like, yesterday morning when I was kind of doing my handicap yoga, because I'm finding it hard to get in any of those postures, but uh, I, I didn't feel any of that at all. Uh, and then when I... You didn't feel I didn't feel a natural state yesterday yeah. morning. All right. But then as soon as I walked in satsang hall, it, it came, like, pretty dramatically. This morning, I could access it when I was doing my morning stuff. But not so much when I got here. So when I got the the sadness, and you said sit with the sadness, I, I went to the bathroom, and then the the natural state thing came back, and I found it. I'm finding it really hard to to tap into sadness. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a, am I like avoiding something, or is this just like a lesson that like from that place? There's not such an emotional charge. I'm a little confused about it. Uh-huh. From that place, the natural state, for it's not a state of mind. No, there's no emotional charge. Emotions run through, but they're not charged. Okay. I have a preference to stay in the natural state. And uh, so, avoidance, so, avoidance, avoidance. Yeah, the, well, yeah, that's what I'm... It, it seemed kind of ironic that all of a sudden it showed up when I was given an assignment to, to stay in sadness. Yes. So That's avoidance. That's what motivated that shift in perception. Huh. But you saw something going back there. Is that, gosh, you know, the full charge of the sadness. It, it's actually not there. The, the bizarre thing was it wasn't like I wasn't trying to access the natural state yeah. prior to that. Yeah. But that's when it came. That's when it came. Yeah. So there's two things. So your perception shifted away from the sadness because it doesn't want to see what's the root of the sadness. Okay. Your perception shifted and where it now knows where to go is to, is to the non-dual state, to the natural state. To the, the place that's not a state of mind. The equanimity place. Natural state, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right? That's the first thing that happened. There's a bit of avoidance going on. But the second thing is you learned something. Is that your emotional body doesn't have... The drama attached to it there. Emotions just pass through and it doesn't have any drama. There's no me and trauma and pain right. there. So it serves two purposes that jump back. But now, go back into the personal. Yeah, th there's a resistance to like develop a tool to come out of the natural state. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to develop a tool. Okay. So sadness will arise at some point and sit with it. You could go look you, for it. You could just say, "All right, so hello, Derek character." You know, like Derek character. Why do you want to be loved so much? Why is it so important that you go out of your way to be loved? Why do you avoid not being loved? What's going on for you? And give him space. Invite him. And, and can, can that processing happen, happen while in the natural state? <laughs> you tell me. Don't cling to either one. Okay. You have the ability to move between these lenses of perception. 
you are all of it. You're not a victim of two lenses of perception or you're not a puppet moving between lenses of perception. You, you have the capacity to have all the lenses of perception available to you at all times. They, you, you, they are, and you have the capacity to move in and out of each one. Okay. So, I'll, I'll trust you, but I, like, yeah, it, you, it seems like I don't... That it's just kind of... Comes and goes as, as you... Yeah. As, as it wants. Yeah, 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 because you don't know the territory that well yet. Yeah. But that's okay. Okay. But let your attention be on the Derek character and his story about being loved. Okay. See what happens then. Right. Did you see any mountain people in India this time? Pardon? Did you see any mountain people in India this time? You mean invisible to the normal eye? Yeah. Anything different or... I don't know, did I? Do you remember? Mountain people. You didn't call them that. Was there any paranormal kind of hoochie woochie mad stuff happening? <laughs> more than usual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah more than usual. Yeah. I have to think about it. I'm kind of. Else. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> I have a curious... The, yeah, just... The, the, the only thing that's coming up is that the first day of satsang, this mad energy came from the mountain. I heard it. I heard was it. Was that your first opening? Yes. yes. Yeah. Was that? Mm -hmm. That was really powerful. Oh, yeah, it was very powerful. And, and, and when... when cause the woman who was editing, she, she says, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut off when it got really mad. Really? And my oh, whole kind of body was shaking. The, the black spots in the video, like you could hear it, like shuts off and then comes back on. I thought yeah. they were shutting down because of the coughing that was happening. Oh yeah, she did. She did take okay. out a coughing, okay. but after it, because that satsang was a couple of hours long. Oh, okay. it was two hours, and so that was like forty minutes or fifty minutes or something. No, that was only like a twenty minute. Video. Was it about twenty minutes at that all? And yeah. um, then do you remember that kind of? My, my leg was, I couldn't get my leg down. I was standing up and my body went into these weird spasms. And I was huffing and puffing. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's beautiful. It's from the mountain, you know. So the mountain was behind me. I, was, I, I couldn't get my leg down. Like, it was up in the air, you know. And I was like, down, up, up. Oh, man. It's just Why would she cut that out? Yeah, that's beautiful. Wow. Because it Why wasn't a visual. To cut that out? It wasn't a visual. It was just. Because because what what a lot of people if they don't understand that stuff they're like oh my god is she doing some orgasmic ta orgasmic tantric stuff now I mean that's where people go with all that yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's there wasn't a visual. Private stuff. Yeah. <laughs> just your fly yeah, there was no visual, there was no camera, it was just the audio. It's just the audio. Yeah, it's just audio. It'd be different if we had a camera, it would it would give a context for it. Yeah, there was just a photograph and we didn't bring the camera at all. And then when we watched it in the car on the way down here, Ragda had her phone. I'm listening to well, I was looking at the I saw a face in the mountain that I hadn't seen. Ah, did you? That was interesting. Ah, beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna have one next year? No, I think I'm back. No. 
I read somewhere that this is your last set, so is that? No, so that's five day. Oh, five days. Okay. Yeah, I'm not doing five days anymore. You'll do 20? No. <laughs> Jack, that confused a lot of people. Yeah, yeah that's it's all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> people get confused. So, Jack, speaking of paranormal, I have a, a spirit guide that's with me sometimes, and a lot of times when I meditate, and he moves me. Oh, yeah. He's been with me a few times in here. Do you recognize that, or do you sense it, or is that anything in your pocket? Yeah, I... I I don't kind of bother with it unless I'm needed to intervene. Do you know? Unless it's like I'm really pulled. Mm-hmm. You know, years ago I used to kind of notice it all because some part of me was interested in it. Right. And I have no interest in it at all. So it's like it really has to grab my attention. Or if it's like, okay, this is actually necessary. If somebody's up here, I'm totally with whatever needs to come in for it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't take any notes of it, yeah. Yeah. But to your question, Michelle, I can't remember. I just remember that first day being wild. And I felt very much I was closing off India, that I was just closing down, closing down, saying goodbye and done, you know? Yeah. What was the anger about? What anger? You said, oh, you said the angry mountain, the mad mountain. Oh, mad meaning Oh, mad crazy. Sorry, in Ireland, in Ireland, mad is wild. Yeah, is, is, yeah. is, um, wild. Oh, yeah, in a very positive way. Mm. It's like ecstatic. Yeah. Like yeah. free. Yeah. Like free. Yeah, just like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just remember you saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was one woman that I remember seeing. She was sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't come back. It's like, it's like, okay, she's totally with it, or she's like this woman who's possessed. <laughs> she went with a letter. Okay. She, she didn't come back. No. Oh no, no. I, I think she thinks I'm not. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's entertaining for me too, you know, that somebody reacts like that. And I was like, oh, look, that can happen too. (laughs) Ever since then, though, I've been asking my inner, the essence of my, yeah, um, the wording you said, I've been bringing it. And that's when things have started to Ah. do stuff. Ah. Ah. Yes. Sometimes we just have to open the door of the personality and say, hey, you know what? Step your drama out of the way. Yeah. And let's see what comes through. In the fullness of what you are. At last, get some space. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I loved it when you said, remember what you knew 100 years ago and what you'll know 100 years from now. Mm. That really resonated. And it, you know. Yeah, you remember it. You know. Is that part of what the mountain said? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. And are you up for some stretching next year? Sure. Okay. Fifteen, twenty minutes. If you'd like to do a bit of body integration, give your body a bit of a an opportunity to move. Okay, and I'll see you at three. Thank you folks. Thank you.